Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Good morning, good afternoon, good night. I don't know what time this podcast is going to go out at. This isn't a live podcast in case anybody is watching it, but this is a pre-recorded podcast. It's a pre-recorded Watford preview. Uh, and I'm delighted to have Paddy back. It feels like I haven't spoken to Paddy in an absolute decade. Paddy is back today. Um, how are you doing, Paddy? How was your, your travails around the continent uh, last week watching Egg Chasing? Watching Egg Chasing. Well, it was... It was disappointing from the match point of view, and uh, the trip itself was pretty good and pretty eventful. So it was good to get back to some kind of normality. Um, unfortunately, the normality meant that uh, I watched the first half waiting on my flight to board, and then I boarded the plane while the sec- while the halftime break was on, and then got to watch the first five minutes. And at which point she closed the doors and I've never been so happy for someone to close the doors of the plane and have to log out of watching Villa because it was absolutely dreadful. So haven't had the haven't had the urge to go back and watch the final 40 minutes that I missed. And I don't think I ever will. I think I'll just park it in the back of my mind like I have done with the result and try wasn't, to move on. Wasn't it fairly sound of Ryanair though uh, to board while it was halftime just in case the match was anyway decent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, did you have to pay an extra 15 quid for that so that they they'd board at, at half time or something no? I'd say I'd have to pay a lot more if Michael O'Leary knew what I was doing <laughs> exactly exactly but uh, you're back you're back safe and sound you're back all in one piece and we won't get you to relitigate the Newcastle game I've spoken about that a lot um, and I'll be honest with you, I, I, when I came on from the immediate reaction show afterwards, I didn't know what way I'd go and I thought it'd be a bit more difficult. And to be honest with you, if anybody, if any of you want to know what my, um, how I sit down and actually like 
everybody talks to themselves yeah right yeah okay we're all agreed on that that everybody speaks to talks to themselves and um, but when i'm trying to make a decision that was just a 30 minute podcast of me just trying to decide whether how, how the hell i was going to going to accept that performance so uh and um, mm. it was a difficult one to do but um look we're going to put I, that in the rear view mirror and we're going to look towards watford now and again I, I arrived back, just before you move on i arrived back into dublin and i uh i turned on my phone and i got the notification that you're YouTube went live, so yeah. because I was sitting down the back of the plane, I put it on for a couple of minutes, and it just brought me back to two years ago when you used to do these on your own. <laughs> and I you had never, to, you I, had I some went in, moments uh, back then. <laughs> there was a, the Southampton game. I never forget we played we played Southampton, and I think it was the four three. And I lost my rag on that podcast. And I went, I need someone else to be here with me in the podcast. <laughs> it was after that. I knew that I was either going to get into some sort of legal trouble or drive myself absolutely insane if I didn't have somebody to speak to. But uh, yeah. Um, but thankfully, look, hopefully it isn't going to be, it isn't going to be like that going forward. Uh, but I will say something. This is uh, this is a big, big game for Steven Gerrard and a big, big game for the team because I think... I think equally they both have questions to answer with regards to yeah. this. Caveat, we're not saying sack Stephen Gerrard. We're not saying sell the team. We're saying something needs to get better because we've got no maneuverability we can do between now and the end of the season. There's no transfer window. Things are what they're going to be right now. And mm. I think that this team needs... I, th I think there's a, there's a mixture of a kick up the arse for some people and I think there's also a mixture of a change in tactics to get the best out of some people as well needed with this team mm. um, and that's what we're going to discuss about this Watford game because look we went into the Watford game first day of the season absolutely cocksure thinking we were going to win the, win the game and they absolutely handed it to us in the first half and that was as bad that was as bad a first half as we've seen probably Newcastle was the worst first half we've seen since then um, the Arsenal I think Arsenal after the Wolves <laughs> game maybe there's been a so, few uh, there's been a few yeah. yeah, but we can't go um, into this game look, sure. And, and and if anything, we, we go into this game and Watford must be licking their lips saying, yeah, we've got Ishmael Asar back and we're against a team who have, who people are questioning and the fan base are questioning them. And and I don't know whether, whether I'm there yet, but I, I think it can be fixed. I think anything that's there that can be fixed. I mm. think it was a bad day because the Everton game wasn't that bad. No, and look, you said there, you're not looking to get rid of Steven Gerrard. You're not looking to sell players. No, we're but, not. But there's some players there that are playing for their future. And they need to be a whole lot more on the game than they were last weekend. They were just, it was an abject performance. And there's been a few abject performances in there. And there's a few players playing for their playing for their place, as far as I'm concerned. Um, whether that's over the next, whatever's left, 10, 15 games, whatever it is, I don't know. But they're definitely play, playing for their future because it's absolutely awful at the moment. So it's it's time to get out of that. Um, funnily enough, Watford haven't won a game since November. And mm. that last game they won was against Man United. And it was the last game they had with Ishmael Assar in the team. And as okay. Aston Villa just tend to do, they arrive back to play just as we rock up to play them. So... Um, it's not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think anybody's anticipating us going and beating them, although, or, or beating them well, I should say. But although we should go and get a result, I'm I'm absolutely confident that we should go and get a result. Whether it will happen or not now is another story. If this team doesn't, uh, I, I'm going to say it now, if this team doesn't doesn't put up a good form, performance against Watford, I'm going to even go so far as to say, if this team doesn't beat Watford at the weekend, 
with the players that are there, I don't know what Twitter is going to look like. Well, it's not. It's not going to be a nice place, and and I don't envisage Villa Park being a nice place tomorrow. I think it's the time that things may turn because people are very, very angry about last weekend, and I think the same performance against the team in the absolute shit as well as Watford are might just turn the fans. You know, I I spoke two weeks ago about being confident about going to Europe. There's absolutely no way we're going to Europe the way we're playing. Absolutely no way in hell. And we're we're game three into into four or five games that we should be winning, mm. and we haven't we haven't won a game yet. So, um, it's time to shit or get off the pot for me for a lot of players. And you know he needs to sort out that midfield big time. Yeah. Um. And just before we get on to it, we'll get on to the team. But I I need to ask you this question, and feel free to tell me that you don't have an answer. But the, the fans never turned in, and this isn't the Stephen Gerrard, Dean Smith thing. Please, a caveat again, this is not. This question is solely based on if there was murmurings, and do you think the fact that there are murmurings now, is it more that maybe we're not seeing it? I don't even know how I want to answer this, ask this question. Is it more that we that the players that are there, should, be, should we should be getting more out of them? And is it is it a player thing or is it a setup thing? Or what do you think it is that might actually be the be the ire of the of of the fans? Well, I think I think the the elephant in the room, and I'm going I'm going to go back because it's not just this transfer. I, I'm uncomfortable even asking this question now, so <laughs> but I know go for it. <laughs> but the, the elephant in the room, and it's not just this transfer window that we've just passed. It's the one before. It's the one before. Mm. It's the one before. I reckon it's a good two years since we spoke about the need for a big midfield enforcer in there. Like, I, I listened to you last weekend, or there was a Villa viewer, whatever it was, saying that if we had John Joe Shelby, we'd have won that game. Mm-hmm. Now, how telling is a comment like that? John Joe Shelby is a poor footballer, in my, in my view, but he gets the job done. But Johan Lang has been there for many years. If he hasn't seen this, I don't know where we're at. If, if Gerard wasn't prepared to push out the boat and pay the extra for Basuma or whoever it was we were going for in the in the January transfer window, this could be the rock that he ultimately perishes on. He, this, this could be the turn. In a, and I believe that that is the one position that's missing. It's the only one with no replacement from Nakamba. I don't mm-hmm. believe Douglas Louise is strong enough to do the job. Not that I don't believe that Douglas Louise is a good player. I do think he has something to offer. But that is... Now, don't get me wrong either. Is is the Ezri Konza suspension a problem there? Did he, did he buy Callum Chambers to come in and do that job? We won't know for another couple of weeks until Ezri Konza is back. But that is a possibility that Callum Chambers is brought in to do that job. So we'll just have to reserve judgment on that for now. But for me... That is the overriding emotion that we have had for transfer windows with nothing done about that position. And I know Nakamba came came on very well, but we're not going to see him till April or May. So, you know, we had to strengthen in that department. So for me, that's what's really getting me up, getting my back up this week. And the thoughts of it is is it's only got to be Colin Chambers. I just I just can't see where else he brought him in for other than to cover at centre-half. But if we if we can't put her up to Newcastle and, and give the likes of John McGinn the freedom to go and be John McGinn that we know, well, then we've absolutely, we, we haven't done him any favours or, or our club or our team any favours. 
and we've been linked to Wilfred and Didi, which for me <clears> would be a fantastic signing. And I've got, I've actually done a piece on him. It's nearly finished. The, uh, I've the the slides done on it last night, and I'm going to release it if if we win on Saturday. I don't want to be releasing it and after a loss. <laughs> But uh, it's I, I'm going to pop it out on um, I'm going to pop it out on Sunday or Monday, um, because I'm going to record it tonight. Because but Wilfred and Didi Basuma are big money signings, but they're people who've done it in the league. So I think they understand how much it's needed. I just don't know why they didn't. Maybe and and you know look, maybe they they couldn't get them in January and they didn't want to just splash money at a wall. And that's completely mm. okay in my book. Absolutely fine in my book. It's just. We need to we need to see someone in there see someone in there pretty quickly. Um, without going back and relate again because it's been a pretty negative start to the podcast so far. And as you know, we're sunshine and rainbows, and we're that's that, most that's of the time. How, most of the time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's how, how how we operate. But we do have Watford, and I'm still quite quite confident that this team can be shaken up and and that uh, we can go and get a get a victory at Watford Watford at the weekend. Um. Paddy, looking back, I suppose, we're going to look back at, at, at the opening day. It's a much-changed team. It will, it will be a much-changed team from what went out on day one of the season. I think we're looking at it. We won't have Nakamba, which is a negative. We won't mm. have El Ghazi, but that will be... That he'll be replaced with Coutinho, Bailey, Buendia. We won't have Target, who's been replaced with Dina. We won't have Kanza, who will be replaced with Chambers slash House, whoever, whoever starts in there. And uh, we may have Danny Ings back in the back in the team who started up top that day without when Ollie Watkins was injured. Mm -hmm. So we have upgraded obviously since day one of the season. And but I think that I think the big overarching question is how does the team set up on Saturday against Watford? He said there's well, gonna be changes, like he said there's gonna be changes. So yeah, we well. The, the easiest one for me is is the change up top. It, we will see Danny Ings play. I, I I would be absolutely dumbstruck if we're sitting on the team sheet tantrum tomorrow and Danny Ings isn't named in the team. I just can't see how he can justify playing Ollie Watkins after two very poor... I wouldn't even say mediocre. Mediocre was the one I had. I, I just thought he was very poor the last couple of games. So that's the obvious change. And your guess is as good as mine to what he's going to do with that midfield. I have my ideas of what I would like to do, but we can't continue with with the flatness of those three players and nobody actually doing the 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 aggressive work. Let's say so. Something has to change there. Uh, it has to be tomorrow, and I, I honestly don't know whether Morgan Sanson is the answer. Um. You know, I think Callum Chambers might be the answer in a couple of weeks, but you know, he has to deal with tomorrow first. And you know, is it is it put one of the young lads in there? Probably not. But whatever he does, he's gonna have to make a decision and it's gonna be a tough one. The Watford midfield. So midfield is the question mark, I think, for everybody. What's mm. gonna happen there? When everybody looks at it, you go, There there's gonna be changes in there, but what changes we don't know. Everybody's talking, maybe Sansong comes in. I personally think there's going to be a tweak in formation, which we'll talk about in a moment. And I think that that formation needs to be tweaked because if we remember when we go back to, to day one, they had Kuchka, Cleverly, Sissoko was their midfield three. And they mm. absolutely battered us. Like Nakamba, Nakamba was actually really poor day one. I, there's a podcast out where I highlighted the, the three goals 
I think two of the three goals came from woeful, woeful positioning from Nakamba that day. That's not to say I wouldn't love Nakamba in, in the in the midfield. No, I really would. He came back afterwards, played really well under Gerrard, played actually really well under Smith as well for, in, 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 I think, one game when, when he played. But yeah. it's not a, not a negative in Nakamba. What I'm talking about is their midfield are strong. They've also got that guy, Lauza, Lusa, um, who, who potentially will be in there as well. Um, and that, that, like, Musa Sissoko, 33, I'm going to say. Same with Cleverly. Kuchka, 34. I think he's older again. So they're older type players, but they were in there and they, they really made our midfield um, uh, look very, very, very passive. So with that in mind, and they're not going to change that, with that in mind and the fact that we're going to have Ishmael Asar, probably Josh King to deal with, along with the free-scoring Dennis up top, I'm all okay to go back to the four-two-three-one system, and I think we've got the players to do it. Mm. And who's the two okay in That's the six billion dollar um, question. I I think you have to move McGinn back there, and I think you have to play McGinn and Sanson, McGinn and Louise. I I I, I personally think Sanson's going to come into the <laughs> team, and I think he's going to come in for Douglas Louise. Um. Oh, look, he could come in for McGinn. McGinn was hooked the last day. McGinn hasn't exactly tore up trees, you know, in mm. the last two or three weeks either. You know, so maybe McGinn doesn't start. I would be very, very surprised if McGinn didn't start. But I think you have I, to I would too. There. And in fairness to McGinn, I think he's been hamstrung by the, the formation yes. that we're playing. I think so. So that's why I'm reluctant to... And, like, McGinn is my favourite player in the squad of all the players we I, have. So, me too. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely not having a go with him. He has been poor, but I think he's a victim of, of the, the situation we find ourselves in with, with who is available. And the reason I think, and I know, look, I, I said on Twitter today, and there's been really valid points. Why would you play two sixes against Watford? And I think for me, the reason I would play two sixes against Watford is because I'm just sick of the team being caught in a break. I'm sick of the team being caught straight down through the middle, mm. you know, straight balls down the middle and stuff like that tend to, can catch us out too. And when we play our fullback so high up the field and we've got two tens, do we really need two eights and two tens? You know, to me, that doesn't really make much sense. Specifically, if our fullbacks are going to fly up and down the field and create the width. Mm. So are we really just kind of clogging up our areas, if that is the case? Now, I'm okay maybe with playing the two tens and not even going with them. But, but if you do play the two tens, you kind of need to play. I think you need to go back to two sixes and then need to sit because a lot of the time, McGinn and Ramsey are covering in for the fullbacks anyway. But if we just leave them home in a, in a defensive midfielder kind of position, is it the best use of McGinn? No, but we just spoke about it. We don't have that defensive midfielder. Is it the best use of Sansan? No. Is it the best use of Douglas Luiz? No. We don't have a defensive midfielder to, to sit in there. And if mm. you don't have a defensive midfielder, maybe playing two midfielders to cover that ground. And both of those guys, for, for you know, you can never fault Sansan and McGinn for not getting around the field. And they'll cover ground in there. And maybe if they were deployed back a small bit further with Jacob Ramsey in the eight position and then Coutinho Bundia in the tens behind Ings. And then you could still allow your full backs to get forward. To me, it just makes more sense because I can't be, I can't continue to square the circle of playing <laughs> one six or, or not even one six, playing three is flat across the middle, exposing your two center halves. And then having two two of those midfielders to get back into the fullback positions when Dina and, and Dina and Cash go right to the byline. Both of them do. Mm. So I just can't square that circle. For me, that's 1990s football where the fullbacks go right to the byline all, all the time. 
and we get people on the edge of the box, I think we need to be a small bit more cuter about it. And maybe maybe we're not playing the flat midfield. Maybe we're not supposed to be. Maybe it goes back to the leadership. Possibly. We need a leader in there yeah. to say, stay back. you got to stay back. You Like mm. to marshal that defence. I don't know. I don't know. But for me, I think we can still score goals without having two eights in the team. And, yeah. and even and playing two sixes as opposed to two eights. Because I don't think they contribute in the goal scoring anyway. Okay. Well, look, I, I think there's going to be casualties tomorrow. And unfortunately, I think that casualty is going to be Jacob Ramsey. I think in my head, if, if I was to change up that team... Spazzy one, Paddy. <laughs> yeah, well, just wait and see now. What what I would do if I was picking the team tomorrow, because it's Watford and because that midfield is so compact, is I, I would force them back. I'd play the two eights, be that McGinn, Luis, uh, Sanson, whatever it is in there. Pr- probably I'd pick Luis and McGinn, and then I would play Bailey uh, in, the, in the left side. I would play... Buendia on the right and Coutinho through the middle just to give us that something different and then in behind Danny Ings who's who's up playing off the shoulder of the last man. That's how I would change it up this week. I don't believe Gerrard changes anything too much. I think he has a system. I think he I think the last couple of weeks have been blips in where he sent the players out to play his system and we were just we just penned back and, and we couldn't play it. That's what I'm hoping is the case. And the work has been done this week to change that. But who knows? That was ex- that was my thoughts as well, except maybe I thought Sansan might come in from again. Um, it's an interesting one. There will be uproar if Ramsey is dropped. But I think he's, a will. he's a 20-year-old kid as well, though. But the uproar the will be short-lived if we go and win 3 or 4 nil. Or even yes. or even win the game. All we need to do is stop the rot tomorrow and get a, get a three points on the board. So you could still play. I, I don't think he starts Bailey. I just don't. <coughs> I think I think they're going to nurse Bailey in with 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, kind of like Newcastle are doing with Bruno Bruno Grimaris. But um I think what they might do is they might play McGinn, Santa McGinn Louise, bit further deep, play Ramsey as that central eight, and then Coutinho Buendia then as the two tens and Ings up top. So a variation on what you said, absolutely. But I think I think for the sake of um, and then if you bring Bailey on now, if Bailey was three or four weeks into into his uh, return to return to play and had done ninety minutes previously, I think maybe they would they might start Bailey or he might be in the option. Bertrand Traore is back in the running of things. He potentially might even be on the bench this this weekend. Potentially, the only two players we're definitely going to be without are Marvelous Nakamba and Ezri Kanza. So we've got a full deck to shuffle from. It's mm-hmm. just how do we shuffle the deck? And the problem is, Paddy, that the problem areas that we have are the areas where we don't have anyone to shuffle in or shuffle out. So it's uh, it's just one of those things. And the squad building is under is under scrutiny. The building of the squad, the the, the distribution of, of assets towards certain areas is under scrutiny at the moment, mm-hmm. and um, and that will continue to be under scrutiny. But what I was trying to say at the start is there's nothing we can do about it now until until the first of July. Yeah. So, um, and, that, and that's the annoying part that. for me. So, it's it's a case of do we do we trust Callan Chambers to do that job? Do we do we bring in Young Tim to do that job? Well, I, I think that's I think that's got to be the next step. I think we draw a line under the season. We're safe. I think I think it's a case of planning for the future, and if that means bringing in Young Tim to do that job, if 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 they have him on the bench, they obviously think he's capable of it. So, why why is he sitting on the bench and not getting a run if if it's not working? That that's that's a book. Yeah, uh, but but I but I think I think a lot of like 
we said there do you play Callum Chambers as a six? I think you I think you I think you kind of take the the safer option if you play two sixes. I think you you think you take the safer option and the reason as I said before the reason you do it is you've got two people covering the area and like it's not a case of Callum Chambers comes in he plays one great game then he has a rick out of nowhere and everyone's going fuck it we can't play Callum Chambers defensive midfielder anymore. Mm. You know I prefer to I prefer to to um to, to be sure, to be sure, and put two people back there and distribute the work between the two of them because I think a lot of the time against Newcastle, we got in each other's way. The eights were on top of the tens because they were too far forward and it, it stifled Coutinho and that's what made um, John Joe Shelby look like an absolute world beater. He was just able to just hold his ground because he was there, right, I'm yeah. not going out to the left or the right because they're packing, the, they're, like you have you had Dina, you had Ramsey and you Coutinho at times all out on the left-hand side passing the ball amongst each other in the space of four or five yards. That's that Newcastle were grand. They were winning up at that stage. They didn't care. They passed the ball away out there between Trevi because that means we've got all the people in the world back and you're just going to try and cross the ball into the box and we have everyone back here to defend it. So for me... The reason that we were passing the ball around in those short areas was because we were compacting the midfield, not Newcastle. We were compacting the midfield. So if you push two people back and create that little avenue, and yes, we will concede ball in the middle of midfield, but we'll concede ball in the middle of midfield while having two extra players, or at least one extra player back there to help in defence so that we're not overrun. And mm. don't see Matty Cash having to bust the gut to absolutely sprint back as fast as he can. Let him go forward. And same with Dina. So if we want to have our width from the two fullbacks, we need to give the two centre halves a small bit more protection, I think. But you know, I th- I I don't think that that's lost on Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale. I don't think the fact that midfield is a problem area is lost on them. If it is, we're in trouble. But I don't think that is the case. And I think that uh, we're ponderous in attack. And when we played against Leeds, we were quick in attack. That's why we got the goals. When we broke quickly and were efficient with the ball things were great but we're ponderous in attack because you've got so many people open around there and it, it's almost at the moment it's like as if Dini or Cash have to touch the ball before we're allowed to start an attack and that ain't good because that's predictable no. no and it is predictable and and the balls we're playing are quite predictable you know it's, mm-hmm. it, it's either fizzed in behind which isn't getting there in behind the, the back two or it's pulled back from from the end line, which has been we've seen the fruits of that labour in the in the last few weeks, like especially the the goal that uh, Coutinho scored against that. Leeds, yeah. was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but look, we we need a bit more variation. Um, I, I like the look of, of Dean going forward. He seems like he's he's able to to put a ball where it needs to be put. Mm, Cash on the other hand needs a whole lot more work in that department. I, I don't envisage any changes anywhere else. I think I think we're just looking at that midfield three and how they're going to change it up. And I, I do think it'll be Danny Ings for sure. Um, yeah, I think so. Look, this this has been a bit of a... There's been more questions asked, I think, here than looking forward. And, and that's why I like doing the team sheet tantrum because we can, we can devote it, a, a preview to asking... To, to asking the questions and maybe trying to formulate thought processes and stuff like that around it. This this mm. podcast may have come across as negative to some people, but I think what this is, is this is like we're writing down our pre-work, I suppose, for the team sheet tantrum, if <laughs> you guys are just all listening to it. And, and Well, that's what it was for me anyway, and that's why I was yeah. asking some look, questions. We're, we're perfectly okay to be negative. Asking we're... as well, because I don't fully believe, I, I don't think Villa Park will turn. 
I just I I, I don't I don't think we're there. I don't want to see it happen. I fucking mm. hate it. I hate it when 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 stuff like that happens. I'm I'm the most unconfrontational man in the world, and even a bit of booing in a stadium makes me feel nervous. <laughs> so yeah. you know, um, I want. I, and as I say, the, the but I think this team is better than what we're seeing at the moment. So I think the questions needed to be asked. Um, sorry, yeah. this this team is this team is better than what we saw at Newcastle. I think we're perfectly entitled to be a little bit negative today after the couple after of results Newcastle, that we yeah. had. Well, I, I, I think I think I think Leeds was a good good performance with stupid goals given away. And I think that's yeah, the but, difference. Newcastle was a poor performance. Oh, was a, just poor performance all around the pitch. Yeah. Even even down to you know go back to Emmy conceding the goal. It's it's poor, but I think we're perfectly entitled to be a little bit down on them. Um, I think Villa Park could change very quickly. I think you could hear the groans. You know, the the fans started off very well in in uh, in St James's Park. You know, I, I watched the match on my phone. I could hear them, but it, they, they went very yeah. quiet. Went very quiet very quickly, from what I could hear. Um, but I I can hear groans tomorrow until we get going. I think it's I think it's vital for Stephen Jarrett to get three points tomorrow. I don't care how they come. I really don't. If we're if we're on the back foot for ninety minutes, yet we score. And the only goal of the game, that's fine. I just think we need to stop the rot. I think that is the most important thing tomorrow. Obviously, I'd love to see a performance, but I think stop the rot and then build on the performance afterwards. Paddy, an interesting one. Who do you think is the taller team between Watford and Aston Villa? <laughs> I've given away the answer now. I'd say. Um, it has to be Watford, is it? No, it's Aston Villa. Go figure. Coutinho, Buendia, Sanson, and McGinn in midfield. And I'm still taller. taller team. I, I don't understand it. That's I'm, that's what I'm seeing here and who scored. Average height, Aston Villa, 182.1 centimetres. Average height, Watford, 181.3 centimetres. Well, the difference isn't much to talk about, in fairness. <laughs> insert, jo- insert inappropriate joke here. <laughs> you know. Uh, but no, yeah. it's... It's look. It's one of those games. We have to give Watford all the respect in the world because we didn't do it in opening day and see where that got us. Exactly. Um, or maybe we did give them too much respect in midfield, and that's where where they got us. Maybe we've given them less respect. Maybe we've get in there and you know and and, and get re- get physical. And I I like we see some thunderous tackles from our two fullbacks, but we see the contained defense type um, of press from our midfield, whereby. We just want to get in around them, protect certain areas of the field, try to try to shepherd them into other areas. But when that doesn't work, we see situations like the start of the Leeds game when Dan James tore us asunder for the first twenty minutes, and then Coutinho, Coutinho came into it. So that's why I that's why I think the two sixes are there. That's why I think we need the two sixes there because we need mm. a speed bump before people get to our two centre halves because. We just do. Like I don't. I don't think we need to go into massive explanation as to why we need it, but we need them. If our fullbacks are going to be double jabbing up the top of the field, we just need that speed bump in middle of midfield. And and you can't just have one there. But specifically, if they're going to be dragged left and right and left and right, and if you've got two midfielders filling in for the two fullbacks, why not have those as a six and an eight? When one goes forward, you still have one in in midfield. Oh, sorry, why don't you have them two sixes as opposed to as opposed to two eights? Why don't you have one in midfield and then one state one minus the house in the middle of the field? 
It's just, it's very, it's, it's, I'm oversimplifying it. I 100% know I'm oversimplifying it. I know it won't be to everybody's taste, but I'm saying here, yeah. but um, I think the changes we will see will be more formational than massive personnel changes out there in the field tomorrow. I think that's mm -hmm. where I'm getting at because this whole podcast was in around what will change based on Stephen Gerrard saying there will be changes. And I think the lo the logic in, in what I was saying with regards to to playing the tree and behind Danny Ings is that it takes the absolute pressure off them against a team whose backs are against the wall. I think we got to put their backs against the wall further and and be up against them from from the start. And I think the best way to do that is have those three players in the team. If yeah. Bailey has to come off after fifty minutes, so be it. But I just think that would be enough to frighten them and keep and keep them defensively sound. Here's one for you, Paddy. Just on Bailey. Since Bailey's joined joined the club, have we ever seen a performance from him from a game where he started? But then again, he started uh, so very few. <laughs> we've well, the I, the only one that sticks out as performance wise was Everton. Everton, yeah, really and he came on, and he came, came on, on and, and he went off again. He went off, you know. But like, if if this guy is fit, I think he should be starting. If you're telling me he can only play well off the bench. I think we've signed a dud. We he has to be able to go and put this about from the start, and that that has to be the, the goal for us. So if if he's if he's fit and ready, uh pigeonhole him in there somewhere and, and put Watford on the back front that or the back foot. That's that's my opinion on it now. Brain isn't working totally at this hour of the morning, Neil Busher. I'm getting there. Um I know. Tell me about it. Um, tell me about it I think that's going to do it for today guys because as I say this would be more of a conversation than a preview more so than anything else we didn't really even talk about Watford and I think that's because like the big news for them is Ismail Asara is going to be back and that they mm. while they've got some injuries big news is Ismail, Ismail Asara is back because of what he did to us last se last year he is going to be, or sorry at the start of the season he is going to be up against Luca Dean um, and at my target, whether that makes any difference or not, we will see on Saturday. But uh, I think this is going to be a good game. I, as I say, I think there's a lot of spotlights in Aston Villa um, for this game. And uh, I hope, I hope, uh, and and I would be 60% to 65% certain based on what we know now without knowing the team sheet, that Aston Villa will rise to the challenge and uh, come out victorious yeah. against Watford. So with that, guys, we're going to put a, put a bow on this one. Um, thanks so much for everything you do, as I say. And uh, we will be back with a team sheet tantrum on Saturday at 10 minutes to, to normal time. So that's one fifty for anybody who uses, uses digital watch. Um, so we will be back with a team sheet tantrum then. And I suppose until then, say, say, stay safe. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.